When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us on SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. And, of course, wherever you're tuning in on the SEN app, it's the start of a brand-new week, my last week for the year before taking a little bit of time off. So it's Monday, December 12. What are we? Just inside two weeks now before Christmas. On that, we've got a bit of a Christmas theme running throughout this week. So make sure that you've got some good thought processes around presents that you could put under the morning show Christmas tree. More on that in just a sec. Our weather for Sydney, hot but stormy today. Tops of 30 across the city and the west, but the chance of both thunderstorms and showers. So be a little bit careful around Sydney today. Sounds like a typically summer old day where it's going to be boiling hot throughout the day. And then, wham, we'll get it at some stage. The week ahead, cooler and clear for most of the week. So that's a good way to finish it off. Coming up this morning, a whole stack for us to talk about And you can continue the conversation, thanks to Jimmy and J.A., uh, filling in for breakfast as of this morning. So great way to start the morning. Richard Bayless is going to join me from SBS. So we'll get Rich's thoughts on where we're at at the World Cup in Qatar. Where are we at? The semifinals are now in front of us. Wednesday, 6 a.m., Argentina v. Croatia. Thursday, 6 a.m., France v. Morocco. So we're down to the final four. Would you have picked that? as a final four. The third place playoff will be Sunday morning and then we get to Monday morning, the 2 a.m. start for the World Cup final of 2022. What is the market saying? France at the moment uh, leading the way, $2.10, of course, after knocking out England and then Argentina, 2 bucks 60 for the Argentinians. Croatia at $7.50. Last time I checked and we were speaking last week, Morocco were $36 to win the tournament. They're now 11 11 bucks. So the outsiders of the final four. In the quarterfinals, what an extraordinary weekend of drama, of controversy, of football, of scenes right around the world. This is what the World Cup does. Croatia take care of Brazil. 4-2 on penalties after finishing at 1-0. Argentina take care of Netherlands. A spiteful match it was. 4-3 on penalties after it finished at 2-all. Morocco stunned Portugal. Cristiano Ronaldo's had a little bit to say this morning on Instagram, left it wide open as to what his future is going to be, but Portugal uh, Portugal are gone, and Morocco is still there after a 1-0 win, and France defeated England, as we all know by now, 2-1. More heartbreak for the English. The curse of the cup continues. Harry Kane, gee, he he was just sensational the way he faced up to the media, obviously, as captain. But after missing that and knowing the effect that it would have back home, and there he just stood and said, I'll cop it on the chin. This is how the weekend of quarterfinals played out. It's like a right-footed shot. Marquinhos, he's hit the post! He's hit the post! And it's out! Brazil have been eliminated! Brazil are gone! It is over! And Croatia live on! Five-man wall... For Argentina, maybe the last kick of the game. Coat Miners rolls it in, set play. Oh, oh my goodness! goodness! 
they've done it, the Netherlands! <gasps> it's Wout Weghorst again! Left foot cross comes in and Nesri rises, and, and it's goes. in there! Youssef Nesri has found the opener for Morocco! The story of the World Cup. The last team standing from Africa, and they've taken the lead before half-time. Harry Kane waits. The psychology of it all. To make it two all. Kane waits. The world waits. Kane's oh missed it! My God. He's missed it! Oh my god! He's blasted it over the crossbar. Oh dear. Put yourself in that position. Would you take the penalty? Would you take the shot if you're Harry Kane? I mean, obviously you have to. I'm not saying would you take the opportunity, but would you be the one to go, yeah, give it to me. I'll take the shot, knowing the history, uh, knowing what happens if I miss. Oh, man, his, his boots quite literally must have been shaking. So who's your favourite now to win the World Cup? Are you sticking with France? Are you leaning towards Argentina? Or do you see the other uh, Smokies, if you like, in Croatia and Morocco standing up? We'll dig into that a little bit deeper with Richard Bayless coming up in cricket. Simon Cadditch will join us. 56 test matches for Australia, of course, uh, commentating right here on SEN and Channel 7's coverage as well. A 419-run win over the West Indies. The Windies all out for 77. Their lowest ever total in Australia. And we spoke about this throughout the course of last week. At times, I mean, you think the old Calypso Kings and that Caribbean way is, is cool and all that kind of stuff, they just weren't there. They were not interested in the end and they just were thinking, I reckon, about getting out of town as quick as they could, especially when it came to the test matches. All out for 77, um, they didn't have a shot to fire. Travis Head, man of the match, 175 and 38 not out. Manus Labashane, player of the series, 502 runs. But answer me this question. Was the series worth it? Do you reckon it was really worth putting on? I've seen a whole stack of reaction saying, look, the West Indies aren't up to the standard of test cricket, so why are they playing it? Well, why did we play a series against them? I'm not sure. Crowds were appalling in Perth. We know that. Got some good numbers there across the uh, few days in Adelaide. Not sure where the ratings landed. Where would the series have been without the David Warner drama? It did our head in, but what else would we have spoken about? Tajnareen Chanderpaul, I mean, it was good to see him make his debut, but was there anyone else worth talking about in the West Indies side? Were there any takeaways that make you go, yeah, that was worth it? Aside from seeing uh, Australia plunder runs galore and some great bowling performances, then there's the question of David Warner's lean run with the bat. He averaged 25.5 in this series. He's averaging 28 across the last two years. It's been a long time since he got to three figures in test match cricket. There's a lot going on, obviously, around this whole leadership debate. And Steve Smith bought into that one yesterday. These are pretty strong comments from the man who's just captained the test team. From my point of view, banning someone for life from a leadership is just fundamentally wrong. David's served his time like I did and for us we know he's a, a leader around the group and on and off the field he's, he's doing a tremendous job and it's been a, a difficult one for him, it's been a difficult week and David said himself, you know, he's, he's done and dusted, he wants to move on and, um, and get on with it so um, he's got our full support and um, 
yeah, hopefully he can have a really big series for us against South Africa with the bat. Yeah, let's hope so. He's done and dusted there and fundamentally wrong. I've seen a, a tweet from Peter Lawler this morning who says banning Warner for life in this was ridiculous. Asking him to grovel to get over it uh, and get overturned, rather, was worse. You got it wrong, you get it right. As in, what he's saying is, Cricket Australia, you got it wrong in the first place. It's up to you now to get it right. I have the feeling that that whole scenario may well and truly be, in Steve Smith's terms, done and dusted. More to come in terms of if we go back to 2018, obviously. But this current part of the debate, leadership, forget about it. Done and dusted. And now let's see what happens in the South African series. Meanwhile, on Steve Smith, he signed with the Sixers. So they've dug deep, Cricket Australia and New South Wales Cricket, I believe, to get a deal on the table to get Steve Smith to play what will be about four games in the end. So Cricket Australia, Cricket New South Wales, they've both chipped in about a hundred grand plus to get a deal done, which sees Steve Smith come in. Now, he'll replace James Vince when the Englishman moves on from his contract with the Sixers. So the first big one will be Smith v. Warner, Sixers v. Thunder, January 21. Talk about... Did we have anything to talk uh, to uh, get you excited in the West Indian series? Well, you'd be buying a ticket for that, wouldn't you? But it's a fair old whack for four games. The match payments are still there. They're about 2000 and a bit. But he's now got a deal done. So, well done. Cricket Australia, they've been copping a hammering and mostly for good reason. But well done to them and to Cricket New South Wales for giving Steve Smith what he deserves and getting him on the table in the Big Bash League this season around, at the back end of it at least. Meanwhile, the first test starts Saturday against South Africa. So here we go. We've had the entree. It's time for the main meal. Paddy Cummins' fitness test today on that quad strain. He'll come back in, you'd think. Who goes out? Is it Michael Nisa? So we didn't see him coming when we were last talking because Josh Hazelwood, we thought, was fit. But no, Josh Hazelwood's out. And in comes Michael Nisi. He takes five wickets across the match, two for 48 and three for 22. And then there's Scotty Boland. What about this? Extraordinary in the second innings. Went wicketless in the first. And out he comes and does this again to even further his hero status. Boland from the riverbank end. Ian bowls. Brathwaite edges. First ball from Boland strikes. You can't keep a good man down. Scotty Boland on the board with the first of the second innings. Boland in again. Brooks wrapped on the pad. That looks close. Out. Scotty Boland's got two for none. The legend grows. Last ball of Boland's over. He's into Blackwoods. Who's edging. Caught at Gully. Three in the over for Scotty. I've seen this movie before. Australia loves it. It's a box office blockbuster. Three for none in one of the great overs seen on this ground. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And let's not forget what he did when he made his debut at the MCG. He's got a knack for the big stage. Scotty Boland and Jared Waitley went with him in that SEN commentary uh, call. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. if you'd like to have your say on that. I mean, how do you leave somebody like Scott Boland out? They will if Pat Cummins comes back in because it was a straight swap. If Josh Hazelwood's no good, then Michael Nisa will 
stay there as well or, or possibly come back in. He's got better figures, obviously, up there at the Gabba. So it's an interesting question for Australian selectors against South Africa. Former New South Wales Premier Mike Baird is now the new Cricket Australia chair. So Lachlan Henderson has stepped down after a year. He stays on as a board member. Mike Baird becomes the fourth chairman for Cricket Australia in as many years. So let's hope that when he's sitting at the front of the table, the top of the table there, that everything starts to get in alignment. And that's something that he is very good at. And negotiating is part of his uh, obvious strength. What's his biggest job? Cleaning up the David Warner mess and trying to put a full stop on everything that happened in 2018 or the broadcast deal in front of him. I think it's the latter. I don't think they're going to show too much interest in what's going on with leadership positions because eventually that'll just fiddle away. The broadcast deal's front and centre for them right now. And they're going to have to work out how to get Channel 7 back on side if they want them at the table, which I understand they are. You've got Paramount in the picture as well, so that's the future of the game. And with all due respect to everything that's going on around the leadership, etc., um, that has a time limit on it. This one is rapidly approaching. Meanwhile, this morning, Australia v. India in the T20 uh, will, in their, their match against India over there was extraordinary. Our women's team, one for 187. Mooney, 82, not out. McGrath, 70, not out. Tied with India, five for 187. So they went to the super over. India ended up with 20 offered. And in response, Australia managed 16. A packed-out stadium. 45,500 people there to watch India win the Super over. And that is Australia's first loss of 2022. An extraordinary day. Also coming up on the program, Mark Stafford will join us from SENZ and Benny Graham to talk NFL. In some other news, I want your thoughts around today too. Eddie Jones. So there's been a phone hookup with Rugby Australia boss Hamish McLennan on Saturday night. We know that Jones has been let go as English coach. So what happens next? Do they want him here to replace Dave Rennie? Do they just want him in the system? They're talking to him. They're absolutely talking to him. Now, let's not forget this, that Eddie Jones has and had all the processes in place to take England to the World Cup. The success hasn't been there this year, but I know that there was... Um, some problems within the organisation. So whether it was political or not, it doesn't matter now. What matters now is that Eddie Jones, who's been in charge of the English team over the last seven years and has everything in his back pocket, is now available. Do you keep your friends close or do you keep your enemies closer in this one? Do you get him back in? And there's also talk that he could be interested in an NRL job. We discussed that before. The A-League Grand Finals, give me your thoughts on this. It's going to be, they will be in Sydney, men's and women's grand finals for the next three years. So the New South Wales government put out the hand and the APLs went, yep, we'll take that. So it ends the tradition, which has been going for almost 20 years, of the highest placed team in the grand final having the right to host. We'll hear from Danny Townsend, the APL boss, a little bit later. But he said, we know that there'll be fans saying, what, that's crazy. But if they understand our rationale over time, I think they'll get it. Is it good for New South Wales? Is it good for the game? You think over the next three years, if they build a grand final must-have brand for a city, then they can cash in even bigger next time. And as far as I know, from what Danny Townsend was saying, no other governments were at the table. Well, they might be next time around. Short-term pain, long-term gain. one one 1170 or 0457 
736 736. Now, final week of the year for me. So five more days together as we head towards Christmas. So we're going to do this for the entire week. What is under the morning show Christmas tree? We've got our nice tree set up here in the morning show studio. So let's place a gift underneath it. We can't do it without some music. The Christmas jingle playing in the background. What I want you to do is place a gift under the tree each day this week and tell us what's in it. Best gift gets a prize. Tommy, you're in charge of that. Today we're leaving presents for our sporting bosses around the nation. So NRL, Cricket Australia, Football Australia, Rugby Australia, you place a gift under there and tell me what's in it. Tommy, Mark with us for the final week of the program this year. Good morning to you both. Are you ready to place a gift under the tree. Tommy, have you got any thoughts around which sporting boss you'd place a gift for? Yeah, morning, Matty, Mark, and listeners. Yeah, I'm going to go with Rugby League, Peter Volandis, uh, the chair of the Australian Rugby League Commission. Um, now, there was an article in the Daily Telegraph that said there's not going to be any more ref crackdowns. They're not going to change as many rules as they have the last few years. Well, actions speak louder than words, Matty, so we'll have to wait until the 2023 NRL season. But what I want to get for Peter Volandis is just like yes. a little – he probably already has an assistant – Wait, wait, sorry, sorry, Tom. Sorry. Before that, if you're gonna if you're gonna give him his present, yes, yeah. you've got to unwrap it. Okay, we're unwrapping the present. Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm unwrapping it for him. And what it is, Maddie? You know how nurses and doctors. Oh, it's a big present. I didn't realize that <laughs> much paper. Um, nurses and doctors and whatnot, and very important people. They have little pages, little buzzers. So anytime, anytime Peter Valandis gets a little thought, or he starts thinking out loud about changing a rule or changing something regards to rugby league or eligibility mm-hmm. rules or whatever. Like a, little, a zapper. Like a little zapper goes off. Look, gives him a little a tingle on the finger. Say, <laughs> Peter, no more rule changes. No more rule changes. No more crackdowns. No okay. more changing the referees. Like, just leave it. Just leave it how it goes for one season, and let's see how everything eventuates. You don't need to change it after four weeks, after five weeks, after six weeks, whatever. No more rule changes. So, Peter Volandis, you get a little buzzer. That's what you get for Christmas. Okay. I never thought I'd see the day, Tommy, where you'd buy Peter Volandis, put it under the tree, a taser. But that's what you've done. Yes. <laughs> there you go. In you the want, nicest, if you want to put it bluntly, yeah, sure. In the nicest possible way. Okay, there's our first present that's been under the tree, and you've gone for for the NRL. Mark, I, I'm tipping that you're going towards some sort of football Yes, if we're talking bosses, I have a present for the for the for the head of the English FA, the English Football Association. Oh, um, and their present is a spaceship. I'm get, oh wait, sorry, before. It, yeah. Oh yeah, and yep. this would be a lot of paper for a spaceship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of paper by the sounds of it. Yes, um, we're getting a spaceship for the English FA because uh, yep. they're going to need it in order to go collect the ball from the moon after <laughs> oh. Harry Kane. Absolutely nailed one right into a crater. It's still sailing. It's still going. Yeah, still yeah, going. yeah. Actually, yeah. It's still in orbit, I think, actually. Yeah. So oh, okay. That's my present for the English FA. You're, talk about slipping the boot in. So you've just uh, unwrapped a spaceship to go and retrieve the ball, which apparently is still out there. Yep. Um, might have landed in Elon Musk's Tesla that's still spinning around the, the uh, atmosphere somewhere, and you've gone for a taser slash zapper. Um, Tommy for PVL. There you go. A bit of fun to have for us today. Um, plenty to have your say. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. Let us know your thoughts around the World Cup. The West Indies in particular when it comes to cricket. Was the series worth it? Eddie Jones. And what's under the morning show Christmas tree? We are doing that this morning. What gift can you give to our sporting bosses? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six.